welcome back to the NFL Abroad podcast. In this video, we're going to give you our mid-season NFL awards. So, without further ado, let's get into it. First off, of course, we have the MVP. Mini, who are you taking in this one? Well, I've not got a quarterback, and that may come as a surprise. I've actually got Christian McCaffrey. The man leads the league for most rushing yards with 652 yards, and he's currently one game away from breaking the all-time consecutive touchdown scoring record. Big things to come for Christian McCaffrey. Love him. I just I think he's a player that you can't hate, and I look forward to seeing more from him. Yeah, well, this is awkward because I've also got Christian McCaffrey as my MVP as well. I mean, he's got 944 total yards. He's got 13 touchdowns. Uh, and I just don't think there's any quarterback really that's jumping off the screen at me this season. I just think McCaffrey's more valuable to any to a team than any other quarterback has been for their team so far this season. My other option was Tyreek Hill, but I just think in terms of yardage, there's not much in it. And in terms of touchdowns, uh, Christian McCaffrey is far ahead. And also, I just think McCaffrey's uh, more valuable to the 49ers than um, than the Ty- than Tyreek is to the Dolphins. We've seen Tyreek obviously in the big games this season. Not come up, not come up trumps for for the Dolphins. He had quiet games against um, the Bills. Quiet games against who did they play last week? It was the, the Chiefs, Chiefs, yeah, and the Eagles. Yeah, so for me, that's the reason yeah. why Tyreek is not the MVP because he's not been as productive in in the big games that matter. So next up, then we've got the offensive player of the year. Mini, take it away. Yeah, um, well, I hope we haven't got the same one, but I've got a feeling we might have. Um, it's actually the man that you've just mentioned, Mr. Tyreek Hill. Um, he leads the league for most receiving yards. He's on 1,076 already. Uh, that's in nine games. That's crazy. His numbers are phenomenal, and he's put up eight touchdowns. Um, the only negative thing I can say about him is he had a fumble last week against the Chiefs, and if that didn't happen, they could have potentially won that game. Okay, this is getting a bit bit awkward because I've also got Tyreek Hill as my offensive player of the year. Um, pretty much the exact same range that you said. I mean, he's on he's on calls for 2,000 uh, receiving yard season. And if it wasn't for Christian McCaffrey, he'd almost certainly be um, the MVP for me. Um, and obviously, if he continues, it's going to be hard to argue against him if he you know, sets the record for, for a receiver in a season. Um, but for me, it's also about how far this team can go. And whether he comes up in big games, so far, he's not proved that. But if he continues to prove it, then he could be upgraded from Offensive Player of the Year to... MVP, but for right now, he is my offensive player of the year. Next up, then we've got the offensive rookie of the year, and I'm 99.999% sure we're going to agree on this one as well. But please, take it away. Well, I mean, I wonder who you've got for this uh, this award, then, Finn. I really do wonder. I've actually got CJ Stroud. Wow, what a shock that is! Yeah, he's the second best quarterback in the in the league. Um, through yards per game. He's already thrown 14 touchdowns and only one interception. We've talked about this. That that stat alone is just it's crazy. It's phenomenal. The guy is a genius and he's turned a, a poor 3-13 and Texans team into a 4-4 four and four team on the season. And who knows how far they could go. They're certainly well coached and, you know, he's such an exciting young prospect. Look forward to seeing more from Mr. CJ Stroud. Yep, you'll never believe it. I've also got CJ Stroud as my offensive rookie of the year. Um, I honestly think this is the award we could give out now, halfway through the season. CJ Stroud, and it'd be fine. Like we don't like it, it we never regret it. Um, I don't think there's anybody really who can do anything really for the rest of the season. Who I can see catching him, you know, the, the as, as a rookie, the hardest position in the league to play 
is quarterback. He's doing such a phenomenal level to the point where he's actually already a t top 10 quarterback in the league. It's just absolutely phenomenal. Obviously, Puka Nakua had an argument, but again, he's dropped off a little bit. Um, Devon Aichen, he's obviously been injured. And I just don't see anybody surpassing what CJ Charles done for the first nine weeks uh, for the rest of the season. So, yeah, I'd honestly give him the, the award now if I could. Right, we're going to the defensive side of the ball now then. And uh, hopefully we'll have a disagreement at some point here. Somebody who is your defensive player of the year? Well, there's a, there's a few names in the hat. Uh, but one man is standing out to me and he stood out all season. And he certainly helped his team achieve what they've achieved so far. And, you know, he's one of the main reasons why they're so successful this season. And it's that man, Miles Garrett. He's, on the season, he's had 25 tackles, nine and a half sacks. He's had four forced fumbles. He's recovered a fumble. Um, he's blocking field goals. This man can do everything. And I'm convinced that if he doesn't get a drugs test, there's going to be some sus uh, articles coming out because this guy is scary. He can do absolutely everything. And I'm convinced he's, uh, he must be taking something. Minute, can you please get out of my head? Because my defensive player of the year is also Miles Garrett. Pretty much for the exact <laughs> reasons you said about the fumbles, the false fumbles, the sacks. And for me also, it's just the fact that like he's a major, major part in what is now the best defence in the league. You know, they're, they're allowing the fewest yards per game. They're pretty much taking over games. And the reason the Browns, the Browns are so good and are in contention for a player spot is down to that defence. And I just don't think the defender in the league that is more important to a team than Miles Garrett. You know, TJ Watt was certainly with a claim. Uh, but again, that, the Steelers' defence is not as good as that of the Browns. Um, obviously, my guy, Michael Parsons, he's not, his numbers aren't up there right now with Garrett. Um, but he certainly could have been in the argument. Um, but for me, right now, I mean, Miles Garrett as well, let's not forget, he was taking over the special teams a couple of weeks ago. Um, he can do everything, that man. And for that reason, is my defensive player of the year moving on then he certainly can't sorry <laughs> I'll, I'll just men let, let, let me just mention um max crosby he's got a, he's got a shout he's yeah. actually got nine and a half sacks on the season already he's up there with 56 tackles and a forced fumble and then my other guy not as good probably a little bit bit lower down my list i've actually got aiden hutchinson he's um he's on 23 tackles four and a half sacks and a forced fumble so don't think he's the same caliber of player as miles garrett and, and that's why he's further down the list but yeah miles garrett different gravy Yep, so moving on then to the defensive rookie of the year. I beg we disagree on this one, but go on. Well, again, I've got a few names that I can throw in the hat. I actually made a video on this a couple of weeks ago, and it's not changed at all. So hopefully you don't know this, but if you've seen the video, you're going to. Um, I've actually got Jalen Carter, uh, first-round rookie at the Philly Eagles, defensive tackle. And is he Aaron Donald 2.0 or is he better? I think he could be better, you know. He's got 16 tackles, four sacks and two force fumbles on the season. This guy is a machine. And let's not forget that he's been injured um, for, a, for a small part of the season. So who knows what his numbers would be. Well, finally, we've disagreed on an award. Uh, my defensive rookie of the year is that man, Devon Witherspoon. He's on two uh, sacks for the season. He's got an inception and, uh, and a pick six. Um, and for me, it's just the fact the, the differentiating factor for me between Jalen Carter and Devin Witherspoon was the fact that uh, Carter obviously slotted in to arguably the best team in the league. And I just think it's more impressive what Witherspoon's doing on a less dominant team than the Eagles than what Carter's doing um, on that Eagles team. I think he could, obviously is surrounded by that much talent that it's easier for him to um, to succeed because the other, other players are getting so much um, attention. 
Whereas Witherspoon, you know, he's been so good in coverage this season. He's just not allowing any any receivers open. I can't remember who it was the other week who he just... I think it was Jamar Chase, actually. just didn't give him a sniff of the ball all game. And I just think for a, for a rookie cornerback, he's had an absolutely phenomenal season. And yeah, for me, I'd take Witherspoon over Jalen Carter at this point in time. Yeah, the guy's been phenomenal. To be fair, from what we've seen on this, from what we've seen this season, he's definitely in my shortlist. Um, another man that you could potentially throw in the hat is Will Anderson Jr. Mm. The Texans traded up for him in the third round, and he's on thirty tackles and two sacks for the season. So that's not going unnoticed, and he's certainly helping that Texans team become who they are today. Yeah, and also uh, next one, Brian Branch oh, the Lions. Sorry, he, he also deserves an honourable mention. Obviously, he wasn't drafted as high as, as some of these other players, but he's certainly put in. In a in a certain like a great performance for the Lions and it's not going under the radar with us that's for sure. No, he he has slotted in well and when you're slotting in next to Aiden Hutchinson, you sort of know what you're going to expect with that Lions defense and they've been solid all season to be fair. Yeah. Uh, next up then we've got the Coach of the Year award. I am I imagine we're not going to have the same one here, but who have you got, man? Well, I've actually got a couple for this, and I'm not sure which way I want to go with it. I could be, I could be obvious, and I could go Andy Reid and the Chiefs because they're flying again this season. But I'm actually going to be a little bit different here, and I'm actually going to go for D'Amico Ryan's at the Texans. He came in in January 2023, and he's completely turned that team around. Yes, you can put it down to CJ Stroud been been phenomenal, but it's the coaching that matters as much as well. The offensive coordinator, Blowy Slowick, the work that he's doing with him is fantastic. So, D'Amico Ryans, I'm going to be different and I'm going to give him the best coach right now. Well, Minute, you haven't been that different because I also had D'Amico Ryan as my coach of the what? year. But because, what is going on here? But because you have taken uh, because you have taken D'Amico Ryan, I will actually go somewhere else. Because I was in between two for this award uh, and the guy second on my list was Dan Campbell for the Lions. I mean, since he came into the organisation, yeah, he's completely job. turned that team around from one of the worst teams in football to now 6-2 and two in the season. Obviously, we saw them end the season last year. Was it seven or eight games unbeaten or something like that? Jared Goff didn't throw a pick for bloody nine weeks or something. I can't remember exactly the stats. Um, but yeah, he's completely transformed that Lions team. Got some great weapons on both sides of the ball now. And yeah, within the next year or two, they're certainly going to be in the hunt for a Super Bowl. So it's hard to look past Dan Campbell. I also want to give an honourable mention to Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. No one coming into the season expected Baltimore to be as well defensively as they are. And a lot of that has got to go down to Mike McDonald. Obviously, there's a head coach award, but as a defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald's doing an absolutely fantastic job. And I'm sure at this point, next season, he will be in a head coaching role. And the final award for us then, a bit of a different one. It's actually the worst coach of the year. Minnie, is it the Saints head coach or are you taking someone else here? Well, um, we're at, not now. We're on a positive record, leading the NFC South. So I'm, uh, I'm going I'm to back Dennis Allen at the moment. Um, I've not really said that that much this season. Um, and if things turn for a worse, then potentially his name could be thrown in because his record with the Saints isn't brilliant. Um, I think it's fairly obvious where I'm going with this one. It's that man Brian Dable at the Giants. He's gone from hero to zero. People were singing his praises last year. I actually think he won. Did he win the best coach yeah, of, of the year last year? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and. <laughs> You know, you could argue that injuries and, and stuff like that have, have, you know, the Giants are suffering with injuries, but I think it ultimately comes down to coaching as well. And Brian Dable, he is having an absolute shocker this year. Well, I do certainly think you've got a good point with Brian Dable, but I've actually got a slightly different route here. 
I've gone for Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons. I believe they're now three and four or three and five on the season. I, I love and that shout. Love for it. me personally, it's just his player management that I absolutely despise. Um, you know, he's got some absolutely unbelievable weapons on that team, which in the defense is one of the best on the, in the league. Don't get me wrong, but on the offensive side of the ball, you know, the the amount of weapons they've got, they have no excuse to be bad on offense. You know, the quarterback play's not been great, but use your, use your good players. Use your Kyle Pitts. Use your Bijan Robinson. You wasted, not wasted, but use first round picks on. But he doesn't want to do that. He wants to sort of give everyone a, everyone a touch and he's using the second, third string tight end to try and make trick plays in the end zone. You've got some of the best offensive weapons in the league in Robinson, London, Pitts. Use them. Use them for what you've drafted them for. And They should be a superpower offense, but under Arthur Smith, it's really not. And for me, at the end of the season, Smith will be gone out of Atlanta, and then the Saints will be in real, real trouble next season. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a fair point. And the Falcons, before the season started, I were I were worried. I were worried for for the Saints this year, and it's just it sort of materialised into into nothing, um, into disappointment. Really, um, I've seen his interview technique, and I've listened to him a fair bit this season. And Arthur Smith, he is not that guy. He really isn't. 